Hi, Honeymooners. Natasha and I are coming to a city near you. And we'd love you to come see us and support us doing live stand-up comedy. As for me, I'm going to be going to the Comedy Club on State in Madison this very weekend for five shows. I love that club. I'd love to see you there. I'll also be at the Troubadour for the Netflix is a Joke Festival on May the 12th. That's just one night, one show, just me. But Natasha and I are going to be doing a live Endless Honeymoon podcast taping for the Netflix is a Joke Festival on the 4th of May. Then I'm going to the Punchline in Philadelphia. That's in July. Would love to see you there. I'm going to be going to the Punchline in Sacramento in August. And I'll be going to the D.C. Improv uh, the weekend before the election, before we figure out what hell we hath wrought. Come see me at any of those dates. Oh, yeah, one more. I'll be at the Bell House in New York on July the 11th. I'd love to see you there, New York City. Natasha, you got anything? Why don't you come see me in Brea? If you live in Orange County, I think that's Orange County. I don't even know, but come to Brea. I'll be there in April. I'll also be at the Chicago Improv in April. And if you can't see me in Chicago, why don't you come to Tempe in May? Tempe, Arizona. I'll also be in Boston, but that's not till October. I think I might take the summer off. Go to NatashaLegero.com. Or MosheCasher.com. And get some tickets. To see the both of us. And also make sure that you come to our Patreon-supported Dinner party this Sunday. That is on St. Patrick's Day. What else are you doing? It is a dumb holiday. I'm sorry. If you are not yet a member of the tier that gets you into the dinner parties, go ahead and upgrade. Upgrade that. You could downgrade afterwards. I mean, we don't have real rules. Order your corned beef and cabbage from the local pub. DoorDash that shit to your house. Yep. Log on. 6 p.m. Come mess with us. It's a really great way. Pacific. To connect to the community of the Endless Honeymoon Podcast and also to connect to your lovely hosts. Welcome to the Endless Honeymoon Podcast. My name is Moshe Kasher. And I'm Natasha Legero. Natasha is currently vaping marijuana. And I'm currently working on my audiobook voice. I just had a flashback of this weekend when we tried to watch a Fellini movie and within two minutes you were like, this is boring. Wait, why would you? And then we tried to watch another movie that was old. I think you don't like black and white movies. Why would you publicly call me out on that? Don't you think I would want our fan base to think that I like Fellini movies? (laughs) No, that's not what, that's not even what happened. We were watching a different film. We were watching a film called Putney Swope. Which, which was you recom- also didn't like. Recommended to us by our uh, by former guest on the podcast, Anthony Jesselneck. And I did find it boring. Then came Eight and a Half. But the truth is, I didn't think Eight and a Half was boring. I passed out because I was kind of walloped by daylight savings time. Signs you're getting old. You can't physically deal with daylight <laughs> savings time. That's pretty sad. It's not good. I'll be honest, I, uh, I'm not happy about it. But I conflate it to uh, our trip to Puerto Rico. I think I was a little bit hungover from our trip to Puerto Rico because we had a lot of long days in the sun. And then they did the old daylight saving switcheroo. Right after a 12-hour flight. Natasha, did you have fun in Puerto Rico? I love it there. And did you figure out the difference between Mexican food and Puerto Rican food? I did because I finally got to eat Puerto Rican food and I didn't think that Puerto Rican food was Mexican food. I just figured a lo- the, some of the staples would be the same. All I can say... Beans and rice with every dish, that was similar. That's true. And all I can say is that our listeners had a fucking field day. 
roasting you for no. your comments about the cuisine of Latin American countries. We went to an amazing Puerto Rican restaurant, like kind of a, I don't want to say hole in the wall because that's rude. Cafe Punto is what it's called. But and, that was delicious. But not only was it delicious Unique. and not, not really a hole in the wall, because the guy came up to us, our waiter came up to us after we were eating mufungo, by the way, which is hella good. So good. It's like mushed plantain, platanos, as the cup. A little cup. And then you put some like shrimp in there. Put some shrimp in the or cup. Or you put just vegetables. Or didn't we have like an avocado? Oh, then we had another avocado Stuffed avocado. Cup. Stuffed platanos. They got, they got mufungo. They got buffungo. And that's where it's not only green plantains, it's also ripe plantains. And they got tree fungo, trifungo, tree, whatever, three fungos. That's mashed plantain, green mashed plantain, ripe, and mashed yucca. They got you up in there. Okay, well, uh, anyway, the, the, the first is, place that we had it at, the mafungo was like very tasty. The second place, it up. just felt a little pasty. But hold up. At Cafe Punto in Old San Juan, the guy came up to us and he's like, where are you from? And we said, where are you from, cuz? No, we said, we're from L.A. He's like, I was just in L.A. I was at the improv. I saw Preacher Lawson. So the guy's a comedy fan. And I will say, did not recognize us, which was, Sort of heartbreaking, but uh, Puerto Rico was pretty dope. I gotta say, what a place, what a time. We we frolicked in the in the ocean, and we we did an e foil, an electronic hover foil, like my political hero Mark Zuckerberg did on July Fourth. Remember his like ghostly geisha? Thing? You showed it to me, honey. Well, we it, did. I it. didn't have a, as big a reaction to it as. You surfers did. By the way, Natasha got on the e-foil and she pretty much killed it. It was fun. You were foiling around. I even stood up on my uh, feet. Yeah, you got up. It was great. I did all three um, positions. Positions. Doggy, missionary, and cow reverse cowgirl. <laughs> now, now we stayed at a very fancy hotel. Well, because we were lucky that we got put up for a show. Well, Natasha's show was at, I wasn't doing the show, I was her plus one. And I was never been happy to be a trophy husband. I was just lounging around the Ritz Carlton in Dorado. I mean, it was so fancy. Dude, let me just tell you something. This is the fanciest hotel I maybe ever stayed at. You think, if you're listening and you're not rich, you think the rich live better than you? You don't know how much better the rich live than you. We could it, not have afforded that. Hotel. It was insane. They had butlers. They kept calling the person butlers in no, front of our kid. I'm like, can you not see the <laughs> say the B word in front of our kid? I'm not trying to have her think she butlers are normal. Well, no, because it's they they were also calling them ambassadors. Yeah, which but, was less offensive. But the, but it, yeah, right. An ambassador. An ambassador of what? Of getting you a sewing kit. Anyway, <laughs> the butler was like, by the way, I don't know where they get these butlers from, but it was like, it was such a distillation of how the, of how the upper crust, how, how the hoi polloi live. The butler comes up to our kid and she's complimenting her and she's saying like, it's like high level compliment. She's like, oh, you're such a confident and brilliant young lady that will someday be a leader in the community i'm like what at a hilton garden and you'd be lucky if the person checking your kid in is like isn't like you'll have big tits someday <laughs> like it was straight up it was on every level on every level this butler it was like they got her from a from a united nations training facility it was but so remember what, but also i will say this is the first time i saw hasidic hasidic jews on vacation and the woman Swam in the ocean in a dress and a wig. In an ankle length dress and a wig. It was definitely 
And uh, then they're at this fancy restaurant and the food comes and it was all just catered in. It like, was kosher catered. I mean, listen, uh, watching a Hasidic woman swim in an ankle length dress and a wig is not the greatest advertisement for my people. But what can you do? People are different. You have they to were have, nice. You have to have what's called cultural relativism. Oh, that was what was funny, wasn't it? Is it because it? he's afraid that when when people see her in a bikini, everyone will... Um... Bazoingas. <laughs> yes. Oh, he doesn't want anyone seeing her tits. Is that the idea? She also doesn't want anyone seeing her tits. She yeah. is living in a, in a state of um, modesty. And that is the cultural relativism we must employ when and thinking about people. I understand that. And so the modesty is, it's almost a virtue. It's definitely a virtue. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you were walking around. I mean, it's so funny that you had judgment about it because of course you did. I didn't did. have judgment. You I did th- though, but you were walking around. She had a full around. face Natasha, of makeup on and then she was like, Natasha's, had a wig on and jumped in the ocean. Natasha's walking around the Ritz all weekend long in one of those um, um, uh, Bahia Cabana, you know, um, <laughs> Uh, like Brazilian butt floss things and one of those you know the kind on the front part where it only barely covers the top of the pubic bone that's what Natasha was wearing the whole time it was like a straight up out of Fredericks of Hollywood like do you remember how many times the staff asked you to cover up (laughs) okay but there were influencer girls you could tell they were like getting paid to be there and they were all dressed like that so is the Jewish couple allowed to look at their butts at the that's a good question pool I would say they probably aren't supposed to but I bet you they do but I will say that you got asked by hotel management to cover up like a, a number of times. Stop it. You did. I it, did my, not. Natasha was being so inappropriate. She was oh so rum drunk the entire weekend long. <laughs> our our kid was like, "Is that mommy?" Remember when you came in and you were so out of control with a oh sunburn? You had that crazy sunburn and you were wearing the wig and you were and you were your bo- your bikini <laughs> bottoms were off. And Natasha said, "Is that mommy?" and started crying. I mean, you mean the kids said our, that? Our kids said, is that mommy oh and started God. crying? Do you remember? Don't lie. Well, anyway, we had a great And I time. wasn't judging those people. I just, I didn't know that you went, I, I didn't know that you went into the ocean with a wig on. I didn't. If you were religious. If I'm being honest with you, I didn't know that either until this weekend. Although I do have a memory of when I was a kid, my dad brought me to the, uh, the, the gender split beach at Coney Island and it was fucking depressing. It was like, um, corrugated metal walls to to lead you into the ocean so that it would be all men in there, just like in their wool coats jumping in the sea. It's not that I don't um, understand modesty as a virtue. I just feel like as a woman, I've worn wigs before and swimming in a wig, that can't be her first choice. No, I. it's it's intense. Listen, the wig is indefensible, really. The covering of the hair is difficult from a cultural perspective to understand, but it it it's the wig that pushes it into the zone of like this doesn't even make sense like the, the way, wig the color of their hair well no the way the muslims cover their head it's like just a very it's a scarf that and, looks and, cool. and, and and also non-european jews they don't wear the wigs they just wear what's called a snood <laughs> it's just or a like cloth even cover. a babushka it's, a, it's or like something. a hat but the wig the wig takes it to that next level and i don't understand it and it, I mean, I do understand. I know where it comes from, but it's in, it's intent. I mean, I could tell you the whole history of the wig, but I'm it's, good. Okay, well, you brought it up actually, so no, I I, I hear you. I, I just wanted you don't to... hear me because you told me to stop <laughs> okay, talking. Tell me the story. Of I the won't. Wig. T- okay, I'll tell you the story of the wig. Basically, okay, so Jews always had this like modesty thing of like cover your hair, right? Because I guess you know Jews understand and Muslims understand that nothing gets a man hornier than curls. Yeah, than a hot head of hair. I mean, we it's like we cannot. I mean, you can't look away. You see somebody's hair. But anyway, for the longest time, it was like cover a hat kind of a thing. 
And then in like the, I don't know, the 1700s or something, this famous rabbi's wife was like, what if I just put fake hair on top of my real hair? Then they're not looking at my hair. And everybody was like, that's absurd. And then she was, they were like so influential that all these other people started going like, we're going to do the wig too. But then the rabbis looked at the wigs, right? And the rabbis were like, okay, this doesn't make sense. Okay, you're covering your hair, but you're covering your hair with a wig that looks like hair. So what they, have you ever noticed that Hasidic wigs don't look that great? Mm Mm-hmm. They don't look like good. They're like kind of plasticky. They're kind of plasticky. It's because the rabbis were like, okay, you found a workaround from our cover your hair system, but you can't really have a hair covering that looks as good as real hair. So what they started to do is make these wigs that are purposely kind of whack. They're kind of like busted wigs so that they look (laughs) a little bit fake. And and tell me... What is behind this? Like, so you, so the woman just looks slightly less attractive. The whole thing so about that there's no com- competition. No, it's the whole thing about Jewish law. Okay, the it's modesty. It's the reason you cover your hair I, like, is modesty. I literally don't understand what that means. <laughs> <laughs> no, the, you cover your hair because of modesty. I'm not defending it or condemning it. I'm just saying that's the ethic, right? But the wig thing is like a workaround. It's like a it's like a, a, like a hustle, they're a loophole. Cheating, but by cheating, they're act- it actually looks busted. They started, to, no, they cheated and it looked good. Then the rabbis were like, okay, we can't really outlaw the cheat because technically So he's like, you works. have to have hair that's like a wig that's made out of a 70% polyester plastic. That's, that's right. And then this other- Is that really true? Yes, it's really true. That's for the really religious women, which of which this woman was. Then the other interesting thing but that happened. But still on vacation at the Ritz. At the Ritz, doing good. And Natasha goes, why would they be at the Ritz? I was like, why wouldn't they be at the Ritz? She's like, well, why vacation? It's like, what do you think? What do you- well, I'm just saying walking around a pool where people have like thongs on. People. People. Maybe is against you, their religion. Say where I was wearing a thong. <laughs> was First of all. I do not wear thongs she to the beach. She does wear thongs to but the beach. But if it if we were in a, at a topless beach, I would definitely take off my top. I would love that, honey. Although <laughs> nothing would make me more aroused. And you know what I would put to cover it up so mm-hmm. the other men wouldn't get aroused by it? Teeny little wig cups on each tit. Just a little hair cup. Wouldn't that be cute? Okay, Natasha, listen. It's time for us to take our first call. Okay. Okay, now we're going to call DJ in Hamilton, Ontario. The one and only. Hi. How are you doing? Not so bad. I have my daughter here. Sorry. Oh. Hoping she doesn't wake up. Aww. We're in the, oh, is she 14? <laughs> Long night She's at the two club. two and a half months old. Cute. Aww. How can we help? What's up? Um, so I called because I have a dilemma and I've been putting it off for a long time, which I think is part of the problem. I have a friend. Um, I used to live in Vancouver and I live just outside of Toronto now. Um, so she lives in Vancouver. I'm here. You live we- in a place called Hamilton? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, honestly, that is so cool. I Just the idea to be in a town called Hamilton, you know, after the musical, you know, I just like, it would be so, ugh. can you imagine living in like Les Miserables, Saskatchewan? I mean, Nothing could be better. Okay, so you lived in the Couve, nice and seaport, beautiful, fresh air. Now you're in Toronto. You didn't want to miss your shot, <laughs> so you moved to Hamilton. <laughs> Hamilton's my hometown, but I did live out in Vancouver for about two years. Yeah. And um, we became friends out there. So in December of 20, what is it, 2021, she and 
she got engaged and I found out I was pregnant, like within the same week. So we were both super excited for each other. I called her to tell her I was pregnant. And on the same phone call, she told me I just got engaged. So we were both super happy for each other, excited, this and the other. And when she asked me to be her maid of honor, I was super excited, um, just kind of riding off the high of our like exciting news. And I didn't really think down the line that I was going to have a newborn. <laughs> and with COVID going on, I didn't think that this wedding was going to be happening for quite a while. But the wedding is coming up mm. this coming September, September 22. Oh, that's soon, honey. Almost too soon to back out. Way too soon to back out. <laughs> and You need a partner. You need someone to, to sign on to help you because you can't do this right now with a newborn. No. So it, she'll, my newborn will be a year old by that time. But that lines up exactly with like when I go back to work. So I'll be coming off of maternity leave. There's no way my work is going to be like, yeah, we'll just give you another week vacation after you just got back like two weeks ago. Yeah. You can't so, even go. I can't, but I don't think she's going to be understanding of that. I got it. And you have and you have COVID, too, because, you know, you've got a, an immune compromised uh, in a way, an unvaccinated, you know, Child. newborn three I, months old. I mean, have you considered the nuclear option? You can blame it on COVID. No, I'm saying say you have COVID. And she'll be like, please stay home. Do not come in. Just, you know. Unfortunately, you have an you have an archive of the plan right now. We're recording this. So you have to make sure she doesn't hear the podcast. And then right a week before the wedding, I've got, I am addled with COVID and like. Okay. Do you want real advice put now? Put a clothespin on your nose so it sounds a little bit like your top top. <laughs> and you just say, yeah, but coved out right now. Coved out. Okay. No, here's what you do. Do you guys have similar friends? No. You don't know any of her friends? Do you know any of her family? You basically need to reach out and find a, re try to find a replacement. Wait, how could she find a maid of honor replacement? That's not her job. That is a good point. <laughs> I'm not that traditional with weddings. I'm just saying like, because, be, because you definitely know you can't go for three different reasons. Your mm -hmm. work, your work won't allow it. You know, you're, you're the stress of the newborn. Um, COVID. Isn't there like another two more reasons? Wait, hold on. So you can't do this. You already know you can't be talked into it and you feel terrible about it, but that is the reality. Yeah. And you need to write down those reasons. So you know them in your head and you feel awful and you don't know what to do. Now your instinct, you tell her is to find someone else, but can I want to talk to you first and like, what would make you comfortable? And, you know, I, I wish that I could be there, but I'm like, my hands are tied now with a newborn and getting back to work. My work has new rules. You know, I just took off this much time. It's so unfair being a woman. You know, now it's like I took all this maternity leave and now I can't take the A lot of, lot of words when you could just say three. I have COVID. <laughs> It could be so simple. No, but I'm just saying like you can come to her understandingly saying, and I, you know, I wanted to reach out to your sister or whoever, you know, may, maybe name three people, let's say, but like, you know, you tell me first what your comfort zone is and how we can, how I can help you try to solve this. Can I ask a question? That's a, that's a good, that's good advice. Thank you. It is good advice. But I have a question. Um, are you, is the wedding on a weekend? So it's September, 2022. <sighs> And oh, this is in like I a year. Like 
Yeah, the baby will be a year old by then. Oh, you're giving her plenty of notice. But I'm, is it enough notice? I feel like I've already done the damage by not giving her enough notice. No, 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 <laughs> a no, no. year away. I'm I'm confused. We planned our wedding in two months. That's true, but we had some issues as a result of it. But wait, here's my question. <laughs> it's on a weekend. Why can't you split the difference and go to the wedding but step down as maid of honor? That's what I wanted to say to her like maybe i can fly out on a friday exactly stay for the saturday sunday because the whole festivities leading up to the wedding she expects me to come to as well which is like a henna session and i don't know a girl's night Uh this and the other i think it's just not possible and i think you have to say to her like you know i'm i can't come to the wedding or i i can't do this job and i'm trying really hard to figure out how to come to the wedding you know, like mm-hmm. this is like a project you're working on with your work to try to clear it. But it's like, right. you know that if you can get, and they still haven't told you yet, but you know that like you're really trying to like come to the wedding because it's so important to you because you're such good friends, you know, like just mm-hmm. phrase it like that. It just seems so simple. If you go to the wedding, that's a great offer. And you say, I have to step down as as maid of honor she has 10 months to find a maid of honor. I know, she, but people get offended. That's why I'm saying she really has to stress the time commitment can yeah. only be like two hours. And then you might have to fly back that night or drive right. back. I feel like she'll be largely offended <laughs> if I back out. That's why it makes it so tough because I love her, but I know that she can have, you know, like she's not going to come from an understanding place. I just feel like it's going to blow up in my face. So it's just like, that's why I've been putting it off. I just get worried that, you know, well, I don't there's, have- Never a good time to do a bad thing. So you should call her after this call and ask her if she's sitting down or maybe if you want to do it. I wouldn't say, are you sitting down? I don't know. Like (laughs) I'm saying like maybe cater to her diva quality. Like, you know, like try to cater to the part that is like going to blow up and say, listen, I know you're going to get mad. Like try to be cute about it. By the way, there's nothing better than having a friend in your life that you're a little afraid of. (laughs) That's for sure. That's what you want. Well, I'm just saying she can kind of like work her up a little bit and say like, because, you know, this friendship's important to you, right? This yeah. Is, and you don't want her to, like, tell all your friends and everybody you guys know that you, wait, like, backed out and you're a bitch and you're, like, is, too Indian. I know. Kid. Is the friendship important to you? Well, the thing is, that's the other part of the whole thing is, like, we live across the country from each other. The friendship isn't as strong as it used to be. Mm-hmm. And I feel like she only made me maid of honor because she, like, promised me she would make me maid of honor the day she got married. But it was just, like, a dream back then. I didn't think it would actually happen. I think you could get out of this altogether if you want. But I think the nicest choice you have is to go and step down as maid of honor. You have an option of not going at all. And I think Natasha's right. If you just say, (coughs) excuse me, if you just, I have COVID. Oh, wow, I have COVID. If you just say, I was so honored. Good one, Moshe. I was so honored to be asked, but I can't, I just, there's no way I can fulfill this role to the degree that it, that it deserves and then you're out and and i think that you know plan plan how you're gonna do it like it maybe you guys should arrange a skype because she lives in another state right or another, yeah, another part province. of the country yeah so, yeah, we, so call them we call them states we call canadian <laughs> states we won't refer to them as problems but you, but you know what you owe it to her to and you can even say like you know i'm so scared to tell you this but it's like, I'm looking at my schedule. I just talked to my work. I'm like so stressed out. COVID, I have COVID. The baby. And I have COVID. It, it, just say you have COVID. Honey, it so it's simpler. in a year. That's a bad. I have long COVID. Okay. Say I have long COVID. 
And the only solution I thought to get out of it was to make up an elaborate lie about really bad postpartum no, depression. No, just <laughs> tell her the, right. five, the five reasons. Nat- Name them. Natasha's right. If you call her now and say I have really bad postpartum depression, she'll be like, and what about in 10 months? Will you still have it? You'll be like, who knows? And you know, the great thing about phone calls as opposed to Skype or something or FaceTime is you can like have notes. You know, you can write down your five reasons that you can't do it. And, and the good news is if she acts like a fucking bitch, you don't even like her that much. So, no, I'm just teasing. I, I know she's a good friend, whatever. But it's like, but if she becomes really weird from this good to know yeah you, got you know to. like it's not like you're just like i just don't feel like doing it anymore you know i want a vacation you're like you have a kid you have a job you're not even allowed to with your job you know yeah. and and it's a really stressful this would be very stressful without covid as being a layer of stress on you having an unvaccinated newborn you know what i mean like it, there's a lot going on and it's just like you're fired up you natasha were, well because it's like this is going to ruin her next year if she gets roped into this. I, yeah, you got to give the call. Natasha said it best. There's no good time to do a bad thing. So do it now. I knew Natasha would have the best advice. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> I knew Natasha no would have the answer. No, no need to say the best advice. You know, that feels <laughs> diminishing to me as a man. Okay. Well, good, good luck, luck to and, you, and DJ. And you're charming. So just like try to laugh with her a little bit. And like, I think offering some like trying to brainstorm with who else it could be and you kind of coming out, you know, maybe contacting them. Maybe she has a sister. I don't know. Try to think about it creatively for like 10 minutes or something. DJ, right. good luck to you. Thank you so much, guys. Thank okay, you. Bye. Bye. That sucks when you have to make calls like that. I mean, I go to guess I don't really fully relate to this idea of the, the whole thing about bridesmaids. I don't either. Bullshit. I've never done it, but I, or I have, but not in like a, but some people are real basic. You didn't have like bridesmaids. That. No, I know, but I think I might have been a bridesmaid at some point, but I didn't do anything. I think some people, like, they have duties. Yeah. Or, like... We didn't have any of you've that. You've got to, like, be on call for a year. We didn't or, have any of that. Right. Oh, we did it right. It's all about having a Jewish wedding. I'm not that into weddings in general. No bridesmaids, no vows. Just, like, get up there, bada-bing, bada-bang, bada-boom, eat a bagel, we're done. You know, it's always bad when someone's wedding is planned a year and a half in advance. Amen. And they have Why a website, ha- natashaandmosha.com. <laughs> Why does it have to be planned so far in advance? Like, I could do a dinner party in three days. I know. It's crazy. I don't understand this year and a half. Is it to secure a venue or something? <gasps> Who fucking knows? Go to the beach. Go to the forest. Everybody has this idea that they... What did I say? Like, like that. this is the biggest... All of these companies are telling women this is the biggest day of your life and you can ruin it if you don't do things perfectly. It's so right, dumb. Anyway. Hey, Tosh, do you want to hear a secret or two? Uh, yeah, that'd be nice. Hey, Tosh. Yeah, Mosh. You know what makes me more happy and brings me more joy than almost anything in our lives? Surfing? Surfing for sure, but then after surfing, I like to take a nice nap on an unbelievably comfortable bed. Sleep is so important to me, and I don't understand why everybody doesn't have high-quality, top-quality sheets. And if you want those, we recommend... Brooklinen. There's no such thing as too much comfort, and if you could use a little more, you're in luck. Because Brooklinen's biggest sale of the year is here, which means serious savings on essentials for creating your dream space. Don't give these as presents. I mean, you can give them as presents, but just spend some money on yourself. Get yourself some beautiful sheets, a beautiful white duvet, uh, a nice white top sheet, um, your disgusting pillows. You can have like refresh them. First of all, wash your pillows. I, I'm figuring out you can always wash your pillows. You don't have to buy new ones. And then 
put get some beautiful new pillowcases. Actually, my recommendation would be get all those things Natasha said for yourself and get them for a loved one too because it's the holiday season. You can buy a gift for yourself and a gift for the people you love of comfortable, super high quality, unbelievably comfortable sheets and all kinds of soft stuff. They've got they've got ca- candles, they've got freaking robes. A gift card would be nice. Get them a gift card or just get one of these unbelievable products. Would you like a discount? We can offer you one. Visit brooklinen.com using the promo code HONEYMOON and you'll get $20 off a minimum purchase of $100. That's brooklinen, B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com, promo code HONEYMOON for $20 off your purchase of $100. That's brooklinen.com, promo code HONEYMOON. Hi, Tosh. Uh, hi, Mosh. This is my Australian accent, and the one that I often like to use when I read our daughter, I'm losing it a little bit, a story from KiwiCo, because it is the cutest, most Australian little learning tool for your little one, and we cannot recommend KiwiCo enough. KiwiCo is the one-stop gift shop for kids of every interest and age. Kids can discover the mechanics behind everyday objects, learn the science of cooking, explore new cultures, and practice new art and design techniques all through seriously fun, hands-on projects that even Moshe can help a kid with. These little boxes come once a month, and sometimes we'll fight over who gets to do them with her. It's true. And and you're not good at projects with the kid, Moshe. There's you, no need to rip me down. No, you always say that, but I'm saying you're good with these. But you build me back up, and that's what you will do. <laughs> You'll build yourself back up, and while your child is learning about all of these special things well, you can start learning about you, you can start learning about accents hey gang cultivate your child's natural creativity and curiosity with new hands-on projects every month and also our kid gets excited when she sees the box come i mean it's if you can afford to do something like this for your kid it's like sometimes i'll save it and i'll be like okay i know that tuesday we don't have anything to do and, and it's like that can kill like two hours but it won't kill two hours. It's it's so much better than just having her, you know, do something random. in front random. of the TV. Definitely better than the TV. At least Th- this is like an actual educational thing that's fun. We cannot recommend KiwiCo enough. This holiday season, give the gift of a fun hands-on holiday experience with KiwiCo. Get 50% off. I'm losing it. I'm Irish. I'm in the Irish zone. Get 50% off your first month plus free shipping on any crate line with code HONEYMOON at KiwiCo.com. That's 50% off your first month at kiwico.com, promo code HONEYMOON. Um, okay, so I am a sex worker, and um, if when I leave a client and I'm driving home and I didn't get off in the session, then I will pull my vibrator out and get off on the drive home. And the thought of, um, like, another car driving by, seeing it, uh, like, really turned me on. So, um, like, today I was driving, I had an hour drive back home, and um, just on the freeway, probably going, like, 70 miles an hour, I, uh, I came from my vibrator. Um, so, anyway, I don't tell anyone that I haven't told a client that or anything. Um, so, anyway, that's my secret thing. I love that she's that sexual. Well, yeah, I have some questions. I've, I've, I've masturbated in a car before. Oh, I have, too. Is yeah. everybody just masturbating? Oh, so people are like on their phones and jerking off while they're driving? That is dangerous. And doing a <laughs> stick shift. That's why I have to ban stick shifts. Wait, I have a question for this person. I'm, I'm going to be honest. This was an area of ignorance for me. It never really occurred to me that a female sex worker was getting off during 
sessions. So maybe that's what what drew her to the industry. Well, right. So now I have some She's questions. Very sexual. Right. I have some questions for you. If, can you call us back? I, here are my questions. The fact that you're getting off during the sessions ever. Is that because you choose clients only that turn you on or does it not actually matter and it's just the act itself that is so hot that you sometimes get off? That would be nice to know. Yeah, that's question one. Question two, how common is it? Uh, Maybe you can't speak for other sex workers, but that sex workers are getting... um, Do you think male sex workers are getting off? Yeah, but men seem like they have a simpler like binary version of... Of not only arousal, but of completion. So like, you can't believe that a female sex worker would get off, even though all men sex workers do. Uh, yeah, that's right. I, 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 it occurs to me that 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 sex females. Uh, this is I just I'm admitting that it's it was ignorant, but it just occurs to me that female sex workers are are. This is what I would have thought before this call are largely doing it, even if they enjoy the work, are largely doing it as a like this is you know, sacred labor, but I, it's not necessarily how I get off sexually. I do that in my private life. You think every sex worker says to herself, this is sacred labor? No, I'm giving <laughs> space for the people who do it and enjoy it. Right. Okay. Right. But obviously there are plenty of sex workers who are like, this sucks. I don't want to be doing this, but I'm, but a job's a job. Right. Right. But I'm, there's also a lot of sex workers I know that really love the work, but I ne- it never occurred to me that they really love the work because they're like busting nuts. I it's, did not know that. I would like to know more about it. I would like to know more as well. Call us back. Okay, how about another secret? Hi. Okay, so here's my secret. A long time ago, I was helping a friend of mine clean out this dead guy's house. And before I left, my husband asked me uh, if I found any porn or anything kinky to bring it home. Well, so I found a penis pump. And I brought it home, and we ran it through the dishwasher so that it could be sanitary. So it's basically a big, long tube with a pump on the end of it. And it's got a hole drilled in it so that you can release if you have too much suction. You can put your thumb over it and then release it. Well, he thought it would be a good idea to tape up that hole. And so he's pumping away on his dick, and it um, is, you know, drawing all the blood into his dick. And then his balls get sucked up into the tube and he starts screaming and flailing and jumping up and down because he's taped the release valve up and he's calling for my help and I can't help him because I'm laughing too hard and I finally gets it off and then he's like okay and then he does it again he sucks his balls up in the tube two different times and that's my secret okay bye this guy got teeny tiny balls this seems like a case of teeny tiny balls. How are you going to get your balls sucked into a penis pump? I don't um, even know what a penis pump is. Well, she described it. It's like a tube that you put it into and then you like pump it, literally. But do people don't still do that, do they? What do you mean still? Is it like, do people think that it made your dick bigger, but then... It does. It does? Yeah. It pumps it up. It's really? Like re- you know the Reebok pump? It's like that. How come no one's ever used one? What do you mean no one's ever used one? On me. What? Why Maybe. would you need one? You don't need one. No, I mean, like, I've never seen a guy, if it's that common. You don't need one. The partner that you're with doesn't need one. That's why. So it's, like, just to get it to be a regular size to fuck somebody? (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. How much bigger does it make it? I don't know. I've never tried one. Oh, okay. How come no one's ever used one with me? What the (laughs) hell? You don't need one? Damn. 
Okay, wait, Moshe, we have someone in the waiting room. Okay, let's take a call. Let's do another call. We're gonna do another call. We're gonna call Kaylin in Ohio. Kaylin in Ohio. Here comes Kaylin. Let's let her into the room and say hello, Kaylin. Hi. Hi, Kaylin. How you doing? Hi. I'm good. How are you guys? Oh, we are fantastic. I like your crystal or is, or is that a rock collection behind you? Yes, it is a rock collection. Um my fiance, I didn't know this when I met him, but he has a huge rock collection. And so I've had to, we have so many, in fact, that I've had to find a way to make them make sense in the house. I love them. I I think it looks really cool. I too love rocks and I'll grab them anytime I can when I'm outside. Gotta say of, of things to discover about your partner, a a, a, a hardy rock collection is pretty low on the troublesome scale now uh, have you well, ever you know you just we won't get into it you learn to accept yeah you're, you're right you, you 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 can almost deal with it oh my god Mo, this just reminds me yeah the other day Moshe made popcorn and he put sprinkles on it and I kept hearing something he was eating it with a spoon like a large serving spoon eating the popcorn Why? to make sure it had enough sprinkles on each bite is nothing sacred <laughs> I'm just saying, I, I'll take a rock collection all, over that, but I'm just saying you start to just for, get weaned down. First of all, you have to clarify what you mean by sprinkles. These were not ice cream sprinkles. No, like These, salty, like, you know, yeast, yeast. That makes it sound even more charming. And well, bad. all I'm saying is sometimes some things should be kept secret from our listeners, and that was one <laughs> of them. Um, let me ask you a question, Kaylin. Have you ever been with a man that used a penis pump? <laughs> I haven't. No, I don't think they're that common. Okay. All right. Anyway, moving along, how can we help? So um, my problem has to do with a sort of unchecked um, behavior um, from my grandmother towards my fiance. You're in and, Ohio. Um, Let me guess. It's Trump related? <laughs> no, I don't. Well, this would be fun. Why don't you guess? That's not it. Let's get two more guesses. Oh, get, okay. I like that you're taking over hosting duties. I like that. <laughs> okay. An unchecked behavior from your grandma to your fiance. We have two mm-hmm. more guesses. Natasha, any guesses? Is your fiance a man? Yes. Okay. Uh, wait, that's what your guess is? Well, if it was a woman, maybe that would be it. What? The grandma. Oh, homophobic stuff. Okay. Homophobic. But that, she didn't, that doesn't count as a guess. <laughs> okay. Right. Okay. okay. I got one. She flirts with him. It's a pretty good guess. It's a little non-specific, but yeah, I guess that's oh, right. Oh, okay. Um, she oh, she tells him she wants to have sex with him all the time. No, no, no. She gooses him. What? Wow. She's like <laughs> yanking his. She's like like pinching his butt or whatever. I'm utterly shocked. Um, that is exactly what's going on. But before I get into it, <laughs> let me. Well, Wait, very, you guessed it. Well, it feels very grandma. It feels very grandma vibes. Yeah. Like, an inappropriate sexual advance, <laughs> you know, it's not really sexual probably, right? It's kind of well, like a, oh, yeah. That's, fr- that's, it's complicated. So before I get into it, let me give you kind of a, a little bit of a backstory, a little full profile on her. So um, <laughs> her name's Grandma Yeehaw. Um, she lives alone <laughs> mm-hmm. in the kind of mountains of Oregon. Um, she's okay. been widowed for about... 30 years she's never taken another husband or lover to my knowledge she's like granny from the beverly hillbillies yeah you know she's a real kind of a pioneer woman um Mm -hmm. she hunts she's made her own beef jerky uh once when she came to visit she showed me a kind of slideshow of like a photo montage on her phone of her 
um, having the opportunity to castrate a bull. So, but then she also has like the classic grandmother qualities, like, you know, great cookies, look forward to them every year. She knits, she quilts, she puzzles. She's on a bowling league. Grabs your husband's dick, like classic (laughs) grandma stuff. You know the type. Um, Plus she's like super sweet, you know, she's grandma yeehaw. She's funny, just lovable. Sure. Anyway, the sort of shadow side to her is that she is um, a kind of serial objectifier of men not unlike a like 1960s executive sort of chasing the secretary around the desk. Wait, she is like the Don Draper in this dynamic? (laughs) Worse. Shameless. Not private. Okay, I love it. It's very casual for her. And um, this is... Was she she like that when she was married to her husband? Or is this like something that's evolved from her? No, this is is a behavior that has been emboldened in her over time, over Mm. her supposed celibacy i would imagine can you Mm. give us some examples sure um well one detail and this isn't so much as a red flag there's nothing wrong with this i just find it interesting is she has seen in theaters on opening day a matinee likely not only the first magic mike but magic mike double xl so she's really into that type of thing (laughs) sure Again, she is a so she's, my grandmother. She's in her she's late seventies. Like, <laughs> so she's a horny old lady. But she's got those basic tastes too. And I think that your 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 hus your fiance kind of is her type. Well, the probably the most I mean telling thing that I've observed is um one thing is she came to visit. We had a lovely dinner at a Mexican restaurant and but she kind of relentlessly harassed the the waiter. I mean, really went after him. And at one point in the evening she literally physically tried to force him down into her lap, like to sit in her lap. Um, mm. And then, you know, at the time we were like that. She's like, what's Spanish for yeehaw? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and at the time we were like, you know, thought it was adorable, charming, perhaps, you know, you like to see that, you know, an older woman, she still has this confidence, this sort of fire about her. But so, you know, it has gone unchecked possibly even encouraged um, I fear and um fast forward I mean you know I've been in a relationship for six years um you know some time ago about four years ago um she came to visit and it was her first time meeting my fiance and as a court she sort of thought it would be like a hysterical icebreaker is if the you know when they do the greeting hug she would you know move her hands reach down grab some ass right and she mm. was right. Yeehaw. It went over really well. We got all got a good chuckle out of it. Um, <laughs> and we're just like, that's grandma. Yeehaw. You know, and but the problem is, is that she never stopped. And um, uh-huh. she does it any chance she can. And we started to realize that it might be a little more than just for the laugh because she was doing it even without without an audience. Um, and he was just kind of walking by, she would do it. And over the years, it's turned into more, you know, like kind of perverted jokes. Um, there was an incident with a, I guess you'd say like a nipple tweak situation. Ooh, and, um, not a fan. So he's been a pretty good sport about it, but, oh, this is big actually for part of your assessment. And if nothing else, just like an added layer of comedic effect, um, 
me and my fiance, it's kind of a May, December situation. So uh, you have to imagine that this is a, a man in his late forties being cornered <laughs> holidays by my grandmother. And um, one year, uh, the year, you know, a few years ago before COVID was her last visit. And um, we were leaving a dinner and. Wait, was that your husband getting goosed by your no, grandma right now? That's a puppy. I got a new dog. Oh, it sounded like a, sounded like <laughs> a man yelping. Okay, go ahead. So he gets in my car and uh, it had been a kind of a hard time for him. He had recently lost somebody in his life and, and it was kind of um, the holidays can sort of trigger this grief. Um, and he got in my, I don't know why I'm smiling, but he got in the car and he just really broke down and he was just like, dude, the fuck with your grandma, like grabbing my ass all the time. Like it's been years. It's like, it's not funny anymore. Like it really makes me uncomfortable. She's just, she's, it's getting worse. And, um, I just can't deal with it anymore. Like you, someone's got to do something. You have to talk to her. And you haven't? Well, you know, I will say I'm, he's in his late forties. Yeah. And he said, the fuck? That's a red flag right there. <laughs> That's a little old for the no, fuck. No, listen, here's the thing. I have the answer with your grandma. Blame it on the climate. Just be like, granny, can I talk to you for a second? Listen, I know, you know, if, if you were a guy doing this, people would be outraged. It would be so problematic. And like, things uh, are just different now, grandma. It's like, people, hold on, shit. hold on. Just say people are really offended. They're easily offended. You know, people, it's, it's just like, can you do 80% less? Or grandma, we're not going to be able to take you out into public. We're not going to be able to go to the Mexican restaurant. You're going to have to eat at home. Like, you just have to tell her. I know I do. The, 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 the question isn't like, how do I do it? See, I've, I've been off the hook for about three years because COVID happened. She hasn't been back to visit and I know I have to do it, but it's the question of how, and, and now it's like, it's really scary because she's been, she's confirmed she's coming for Christmas and she's been cooped up, pent up and she's coming in hot. And Oh no, she's coming for your uh, uh. fiance's ding dong. It's on <laughs> the way. Yeah. Yeah. She's, like I feel like we're, we're past the point of the ass and she's going to do, do like a reach around situation. I think you're hold, right. Hold on. Do you talk to her ever on the phone? Sometimes, but you know, she doesn't, she doesn't care to hear from me, to be honest. It's strange. She can't FaceTime or anything. Uh, I guess she could. Do you think I, yeah, do you think I should do it like that? Well, I, in case you don't get the time to talk to her in person before you see her. She doesn't give me the chance. She just goes right for it. And you're going to be pissed. (laughs) Yeah. So I think that you need to, to try to talk to her first. And you know what? You could even check in once now, check in, say you're excited for Christmas and you could call, you could check in again at Thanksgiving and maybe then say, Hey, can we talk for like a few minutes. I just want to, I just want to be clear because like, you know, I think she can talk loosely about like people are really sensitive these days. And I don't think blaming it on other, on the, on the, the no, cu- but maybe I she don't, just says her husband, is I don't really think, sen- but the, I don't want to make it too much about him because it puts him I, on the spot. I don't think, the, yeah, I don't want to embarrass either of them. I don't, don't want to embarrass think her. Blaming the culture is going to help a woman <laughs> named Yeehaw. <laughs> <laughs> understand where, that she should change. She's going to say, well, that's bullshit. Ha, ha, ha. Do you have to be like, hey, grandma works. First of all, my primary advice would be that she seems uh, like she could hurt you uh, with this castration knife. Maybe you just take the L. Maybe you just tell your husband he's got a man up and take it. But No, but, she's, but, she's, go- she's out of line. Is she off at all? Like, is, is any of this about her being a little bit like Dottie? Okay, well... Well, you know how 
they say old age is like a second childhood. Sure. I used, to love, that, I used to love grabbing ass when I was a little eight-year-old. <laughs> well, well, you know, like when you're a kid, and her, you know, she's getting older, so she is kind of losing it a bit. Like we found notice. I mean, not full on, but little things. But you know how like when you're a kid and something's like really funny or or the first time you do something really funny, you kind of really just do it all the time mm-hmm. and you don't really have a sense of like, all right, I think that one's pretty much played out. Well, it's so interesting you say that because what I do to my child when she does something I don't want her to do, you know, talk about her price. You don't respond. You don't. And I never have a smile. (laughs) And I'm like, and and if you if you talk to your grandma beforehand around Thanksgiving and she still does it, don't laugh. And you can even say when you're alone with her afterwards, like, I thought I talked to you about that. It really makes us uncomfortable. You just have to kind of not encourage. But you're missing a step, which is the conversation. That's the conversation you need to have. You need to call grandma. Don't blame the Me Too movement. I don't think she's going to respond to that. But I think you got to throw your husband under the bus, dude. I'm sorry. I think the best route here, if you say I'm uncomfortable, she'll dismiss you. I can feel it. She'll go, oh, my God, Yeah, and then Kaylin, she'll, like, roast you, him that, afterwards. If you say to him, to her, grandma, it, how would she respond to you saying, grandma, the truth is... He's really uncomfortable no, with this No, she's going to say something. She's She doesn't have boundaries. Well, then what would you suggest? My thing, just say in general, like she can say the waiter thing made me, you know, I've been thinking about it and like the waiter thing. Help. It could be one of three things. It could be grabbing my husband's butt. Why can't it bother her? Then Maybe she's it. jealous. Okay, I'm with you. I, I've changed my tune. I'm with you. And but then it, you it take doesn't him. bother me. It doesn't bother you me have, because, you You think you it's know. funny. Well, I, I think it's funny. I, I hate to expose my own hypocrisy, you know, as far as like where I draw the line with sexual harassment. But for me, you know, when he brought it up to me, I'm ashamed to say that my first reaction was like, well, can't you just <laughs> I mean, live with it? You know I mean? is, like, she's an old lady. This is Let her simple. get her kicks. Her husband's dead, you know? This is simple, and, Kaylin. If it was a man and he was doing it to you, if it was his dad, there would be no question about totally. it. Totally. So here's and what would happen in that situation is he would call his dad and he would say, I'm super uncomfortable with this. I his grandfather and say, I'm super yeah. uncomfortable. That's what you gotta do. You gotta take That's one for a the no-brainer. team. You gotta take one for the team. Call your grandma and say, We're excited to have you here. You can't grab my husband's ass or flirt with him anymore. I'm Or the waiter, or the waiter, I, granny, or we're whatever, not going out to, the rep, to eat anymore. Keep who knows it simple. Who else, you, know? you can't you can't you can't I'm change. I'm saying it. don't put it all on the husband. No, I'm saying I disagree with Natasha. You call Yeehaw and say, I don't want you flirting with my husband or grabbing his butt anymore. It makes me uncomfortable. Even if that's not true for you, you lie for your husband and you take it on the chin. And 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 if if worse comes to worse, you find Grandma, grandma Yeehaw like a, a a waiter from a local Mexican taqueria to fuck. Well, do you think there's like a more lighthearted way to do it? Because my no. concern is is that the idea of like I don't I don't know I know this is messed up and I'm part of the problem, but like I just don't want to embarrass her. And also, but here's the thing about Granny Yeehaw is she's kind of riding the dead husband vibes and like I can do whatever I want. In. I, I can, you know, she's, she's being, she needs to like, that's why I'd be like, what if you talk to her about like, what, this is what I would do. Grand, grandma, can we, can Yeehaw. you just like dial it back like 80%? 
or I don't know, 50% feels like it might not be enough for her. So like if you were like 50, 80%, you know, like we love your personality. But like, for example, like when you were doing that with the waiter and, you know, also like grabbing my husband's butt, like, you know, he's got these issues. He's vulnerable. Like he's just not, his family wasn't like that. Like it's just a bit much. And you know what? Now that I think about it, it's a bit much for me too. And like, I love you. I'm so excited to see and you after COVID. Of, and speaking I just of don't, me too, we're in the middle of a cultural shift no, with me too. No, you don't too, have to say that. You don't have to say that. Come on, I'm doing good. And then you just you say, are doing good. This is good. I like you, this. And you just say, yeah. you know, and I, and I love hanging out with you and you're so funny, but you know, every, and you can also say like people's families, like it's just, you know, it's, it's a lot. His family's not like that. And I also, please don't mention it to him. I don't want him to feel bad and we love hanging okay, out you with said you, but this. just, I know I'm just saying Wait, like. Wait, so what if she says to, to Kaylin, mm-hmm. grandma goes, oh honey, yeah, Kaylin, come, yep, you young people, so sensitive. I'm not paying attention to any of that. Then okay. what do you do? Then you then then she you, goes into motion mode and she says, well, I'm letting you know it's make, it makes me really uncomfortable, but I am really excited to see you. I like this. Let's go out to a ret. Let's. Oh, do you want to go out to dinner with me and my husband? But listen, we're going to practice. No, no putting the waiter on your lap. OK, and then start. Try to misdirect her. That's what you do with kids. Hold on. Second childhood. This is what you do with kids. You're like, oh, honey, look at this thing over here. Let's start. Anytime she talks about her vagina or his butt or whatever she's doing, misdirect her. Oh, granny what's in your cookie recipe where are those are you gonna make them for us and maybe that's what you ask her too when you call her you're also calling about them cookies so i think and your husband's favorite cookies natasha's doing a tiered approach which i like (laughs) you start off in a more general like oh yeehaw maybe we could just a little less she says no then you up it to well actually the truth is i'm actually uncomfortable with this behavior and need you to stop so you get your you get your light-hearted cake and if she doesn't take a bite then you get your uh slam down no more yeehaws for for grandma yeehaw and miss director think about two other things you guys can talk about besides this and then if you see her doing it at christmas don't laugh act no expression and then next time you're alone with her let her know say hey listen i i talked to you about that and you know i i i'm serious and i love you right yeah, and let's go castrate a bowl together to celebrate. <laughs> yeah. It's hard. No, you're right. But you owe it's that to old. your husband because, like, I wouldn't want to have my ass grabbed. Would you? Yeah, it's a bit much. By, like, a a 70-year-old? Like, remember when George Bush, what was he saying? Oh, um, David Copperfield. <laughs> That's right. His <laughs> favorite magician. Was- Say, Granny, you don't want to be Granny Copperfield. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, she well, she really responds to humor. Mm. So what about she's a very puns? funny lady. What about puns? Would she like a would she, she might, like a George yeah. G- George Bush senior pun? Oh, and tell her you think she's so funny she doesn't need to rely on like um on like sex humor. Oh what? Now now she's a comedy critic? <laughs> <laughs> you know, like you love it. like she's funny. She's telling have her tell one of her great stories to your husband that has nothing to do about sex. And not, you know, like just to try to discourage, like the, our kid was hanging out with a kid who talked about his penis all the time. So every time she would start talking about her penis or asking it, talking about his penis or talking about her vagina at the dinner table, you know, we would just be like, shut it down. If you're going to talk like that, go to your room. It's not funny. Let's <laughs> misdirect her. What, what's in this? Mm-hmm. Does anyone have something they're grateful for? I just have to do that. Uh, I think that's right. And I think the, the headline here is that your husband has expressed actual discomfort. Yeah. You're, you, you think it's a joke. And that it's funny. And to be honest, it is funny. But to him, it's not. 
he's now expressed to you this has gone past the funny part into the I'm uncomfortable. Yeah, even if he's just being a little bitch, you know, I'm sure he's not alone. There's other people who are annoyed at this. So he's given you the information you need. You have to say something. You're the only one who can. You're little Yahoo Jr. and Yeehaw Jr. And you need to, you need to, to, to use parlance she would understand, you need to get a, a lasso around Grandma Yeehaw. This woman does sound very fun and I want to hang out with her. So let me ask you this, Moshe. If She's this, great. If this was my nana Yeehaw yeah. and she did that to you twice a year, could you deal with it? Like I, full butt grab and then her I, talking about how cute you are? For, for, but it's getting more and more direct and aggressive? Yeah, it's just getting a bit like... Yeah. Oh, I would go. no. Eventually, I would. You know. I would say something. Moshe would say something. Too, I would I say think. something directly to her. Hey, please don't grab my body. That's what I'd probably say. <laughs> really? Yeah, I would probably say that. Yeah, please don't grab me. I don't like it. And also, yeah. let your husband know that you talked to her because that's what he wanted. Or you know what? One last option we haven't really discussed. What if he just for your grandma? For what if you just let him smash one time? <laughs> just one time to get it out of yeah exactly it's been 30 years and he would probably you know something he likes rocks and stuff he likes old stuff like why not Mm -hmm. it's like a discovery i think that's the solution you know i can discuss it with him you know run it up the flagpole see what he says i am not looking forward to this conversation i might be more open to that honestly that's how much i i i want to avoid the conversation but i know i have to have it i think natasha's right you start off general and funny cookies and, and it's the, all about the cookies. and the more she resists you the more you make it specific and and pointed yeah and it doesn't have to be a big deal you're just saying it you know and then if she still doesn't you know you don't want to have a big fight with your husband over this you choose him over her you know and sure she, he'll be and around she longer shouldn't, and, and it seems like she goes too far not just with him i don't the mexican waiter that's his problem. I don't think you really. The well, only she's reason, being performative, the right? Grandma. It's a joke. Mostly, it's a joke. And but, she tipped really well, though. Yeah, I'm sure. And it's, really well. It's just so funny so, too that the first time she met her her husband, she like grabbed his ass. Just, all you got to do is switch the genders, and this is horrifyingly inappropriate behavior. Absolutely, it's not charming, yeah. and it's not cute, and it's yeah. not some Oregon shit. It's like I know. Isn't that, get away. Isn't that funny though that obviously I would agree with that. You know, if it were me, I would be like, that's unacceptable. This needs to be addressed immediately. But when it's your own sweet little widowed grandmother, you're just like <laughs> she's milking well, it. She wants to milk it. She wants to milk that uh, that fiance prostate. She needs a boyfriend. <laughs> she does need a boyfriend. She seems like a lot of fun. Or at least oh, a, maybe she's all she, talk. Right. Or, she's been very proud of the fact that she has remained faithful to her even deceased husband mm. very proud of it like i shall never love another type of thing but i'll Except goose them all i'll goose them all yeah, love i'll no, touch them all love no man <laughs> goose them all all right well good luck to you on this conversation and lucky you and also don't forget to tell her how lucky you are here's the real thing like no i've never heard of a grandma like this she sounds fucking awesome and special in a way like oh, who yeah. is wonderful i love people like this like I they're know. from a different generation and like i think it's so cool and you can also like 
you can juxtapose your cool, warm family against like, you know, some people are more uptight. uptight yeah. And it's like, it's true. And, and it, you're so great that you're born of her stock. And, and, you know, I think it's like, maybe it'll be a nice thing to tell her before she dies. You could how, tell how much you, you honor her and are appreciative that you have someone so unique in your family because you don't know anybody who has someone like that. You could tell her that you've been keeping a secret and that your fiance is Jewish and that in Jewish culture, they're very uptight. And she'll probably believe it. If she's been in the Oregon woods long enough, she'll be like, I thought so. And then you go, yeah, so just you can't do that to Jews. Any non-Jew you can touch without permission. (laughs) But something like that could be fun. I also thought about anecdotally maybe say that like, yeah, Toby's so-and-so like sometimes hugs me too long. You know what I mean? To make the gears turn in her head like. Oh, you, you, know I mean? you like, start telling a story about someone else that hugs you too long and she's going to. That sounds a lot like her behavior. Yeah. Maybe subtlety, the, subtlety and a woman like, named. Introduce me to him. I know. Subtlety and a woman named Yeehaw are not are not cousins. I would not say yeah, the subtle approach right. is the way. Good luck to you. Thanks so much. OK, farewell. Bye bye. I wish I had a grandma like that. But I want also a grandma Yeehaw. That made I wish I had a grandfather that sexually harassed you. That made me realize how easy it'll be to be funny when you're old. I know. All you're you just like, I'm is, horny. Yeah. And, and everyone's like, like <laughs> <laughs> you're well, like, get the fuck over here. What's funny about that is I'm already working on that material. Oh, cool. Yeah. Because I am horny now, but it's not charming. But as I get older, it'll become more and more charming. I tell people I'm horny all the time. No, then you're like Benny Hill. You're like chasing women through <laughs> like around a park bench. Uh, if you have a secret you'd like to tell us, why don't you call us? 213-222-8608. Or if you'd like to be a guest on our podcast, send us an email and we'll see if you uh, live up to our standards for all of our wonderful guests at endlesshoneymoonpod at gmail. We're on Instagram. We're on YouTube. You can find us where you get your podcast, apple.co slash endlesshoneymoon. And listen to us on YouTube. Make sure to subscribe and leave a comment. Hey, what a good comment. Uh, and by the way, I would, speaking of good comments, you know what I would put under our YouTube video? Mm. I love you. Mm. Oh, I'm sorry. I love you, too. I love you, too. I mean, I love you as well as you loving me, too. I love me, too. I love the Me Too movement. Grandma Yahoo, I'm coming for you. 